If you want God to laugh, tell him your plans. All of us have probably heard that line and saying at some point in our lives. And as we hear in our gospel today, St. Joseph had plans. He was a carpenter, betrothed to Mary. And when she was found to be with child, he had decided and intended to divorce her quietly. But then the words of Matthew's gospel, I think, illustrate what truly happened. Such was his intention when behold. That is one of my favorite lines in all of scripture. Such was his intention when behold. Joseph had every intention of walking away from that situation, not to shame Mary, if anything out of a desire to protect her. He thought he was doing the logical thing, the thing that made the most sense. And yet, he was visited in this dream by an angel who informs him what God has in mind instead. And so how does St. Joseph react? Well, as we hear, when Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had told him. He put his own plans on hold If anything, he put them in the trash to do as the angel had told him to do. One of St. Joseph's greatest virtues, brothers and sisters, is his docility. How obedient St. Joseph was, how humble he was, putting aside his very well laid out plans and going with God's plan instead. Docility is a virtue in short supply. Nowadays, I think by many it's seen as a sign of weakness and not having any personal convictions. Now sure, principles and convictions are important, no doubt. But a docility to higher things is even more important, I would argue. And the Holy Family of Nazareth is a family overflowing in that docility. And we will see this throughout the Advent and the Christmas season. We, again, we see it today. We'll see it in our Blessed Mother Mary, who was most docile to the angel Gabriel. Let it be done to me according to your word. Again, Joseph will later be further docile when the angel will command him and Mary to go into Egypt after the birth of the Christ child, compared to Herod, who was not docile. So this docility of Mary and Joseph that we hear so much about during this time of year, we have to believe that it had an effect on Jesus. It had an effect on the Christ child. It's hard for us to sort of wrap our minds around it, but it is quite true. Jesus learned that docility to God from his own parents. From Mary and Joseph. Now it wasn't as if Jesus was like struggling as a child to be docile. That he had ups and downs. That's that's not the case. If anything though. Jesus needed to see docility put into practice. Like any other human being. Jesus needed to see it done. In order to learn how to do it himself. And once he did. He of course did it perfectly. As fully God. And fully man. But seeing his parents, Mary and Joseph, defer to God was something that had an effect on him. Seeing them surrender their will to God's will would pave the way for him later on in that Garden of Gethsemane 
to say to God the Father, not my will, but your will be done. And even Jesus' final words on this earth, Father, into your hands I commend my spirits. Great words of docility that Jesus learned even from the beginning from Mary and Joseph. And so many wonderful saints throughout the church's history, brothers and sisters, knew of this great virtue of docility and knew of the need for it in their lives. One of my favorite examples of this is from St. Ignatius of Loyola. His famous prayer for generosity that anybody who's ever been to a Jesuit high school can memorize uh, many, many years down the road. Lord, teach me to be generous. Teach me to serve you as you deserve. To give and not to count the cost. To fight and not to heed the wounds. To toil and not to seek for rest. To labor and not to ask for reward. It's a great exhortation of, Lord, I want to be generous and I want to serve you. And yet the final line of that prayer is sort of like an escape clause to it. This man who's saying how much he wants to serve God and his great plans to be generous, he includes as the final line of that prayer, save that of knowing I am doing your will. Again, St. Ignatius in this prayer wants to serve the Lord, the one exception being if God doesn't want him to do what he had in mind. Again, this man who wants to be so generous will at the end of that prayer put a clause in there to allow God to do his work and even to pray for docility to God when that moment comes. Yet it's the great one exception to that great desire of Ignatius to be generous, and it's the one thing we need to do more than anything else. We need docility in our own lives, brothers and sisters, a deference to God's plan rather than our flimsily made plans by comparison. And we must recognize that our lives take place on God's terms, not ours. We are called to entrust our future to God and to his providence rather than any plans we've made up for ourselves. Because if anything, when we are stubborn and we're not docile, we're limiting how God can work in our lives. We're almost constraining him to only being able to work in the small box that we construct on our own whims. And we don't open ourselves up to the vast expanse of his wisdom and of his goodness. A couple ways that this happens concretely. If you ask any priest who's been around for, for long enough, he'll tell you that over the course of his priesthood, there's been an assignment or two that at the beginning he thought, I really don't want to go there. I really don't want to do this. And he might tell the bishop, okay, I'll go out of obedience, but I really, really don't want to go to this parish. But by the end of his time there, he realized, oh my goodness, that was one of my favorite assignments that I've ever had. Hasn't happened to me yet, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but th th that's, that's how it is. He initially thought, my goodness, Lord, this isn't what I had in mind, but God had better things in mind for him. Or even uh, some friends of mine uh, last year, they were expecting their fourth child, uh, but God had other plans and gave them twins. And initially, I mean, for a few weeks, all they could do was laugh. Like, you've got to be kidding me. We're going to have five kids under the age of six. But the girls are a year old now, and they can't imagine life any other way. It's a beautiful thing when we defer to God and defer to his plans rather than our own. Now, this applies in times when God wants to give us something, but also maybe on the other side of the coin when God doesn't give us something that we want. 
We have to have a docility to his will too, even when it's difficult. Whether it's a difficult medical diagnosis or even a family who's longing for a child and it's not in in the cards in God's plan. That docility has to go both ways. For things that God wants to give us and things that we want that we don't receive either. So I think it's maybe fair to ask today, where do I dictate the terms of my life to God? And I would argue that's probably the place where we need docility the most. Let us strive for that openness of spirit displayed so beautifully by the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph as they welcomed the Christ child into their hearts. Let us live our lives on God's terms rather than ours and be docile to his promptings and docile to his will so that the fullness of God's blessings might be available for us to receive.